Corey Sullivan makes his triumphant return to the podcast, and we're talking about pandemic ministry. Are you ready? Because it's time. Holy nuclear time bombs! Holy overeating! Holy roller coasters! It's time! It's time! It's time for the Lion Sidekick Podcast! <laughs> Hello, heroes! This is Tom Pounder, and... You're listening to the YM Sidekick Podcast, and I'm so glad you're here uh, with me today. This is the podcast where your ministry leaders learn some tips and tools and how to do ministry more effectively in this very digital and online world, this very fidgetal world, as Jeff Reed likes to call it, and I firmly believe it is a fidgetal world. So today we're talking with Corey Sullivan, and we're talking about doing ministry in a pandemic world. We're doing pandemic ministry right now, and who knows how long it's going to last or what we're going to learn from it all. But in a follow-up to the blog post I did earlier in the week at YMSidekick.com, Corey and I talk about what are some of the ministry lessons we're learning and how it's affecting us in doing ministry moving forward. And I think a lot of us can relate to us because we're all in it right now. We're all in the trenches learning this stuff right now. So, without any further ado, let's get in the interview right now, talking to Corey Sullivan about doing pandemic ministry today. All right, with me right now, like at this very moment with me, is Corey Sullivan. Corey. Hey guys, what's up? It's good to be with everyone. I feel like I haven't been on the show in months. Well, you haven't been on uh, yeah, exactly, exactly. I feel that way, and it's because it's truthful. Nobody's been on the show. I mean, as we're launching this, I just like to call it season two. It's just a continuation of the big, massive season. But this season two deal, you know, this is your first opportunity to share with people again. So you got to catch us up a little bit. Um, did you get the coronavirus? No. Me and my household were coronavirus-free. We put the blood of the lamb on our do- or posts, and yes. uh, we we're good to go. <laughs> you, were, you were trying to think of something sarcastic and witty to say in response to my coronavirus question. I could sense it in you. No, no, we're, we're good. We're, we're good. We took a lot of precautions. We have a newborn baby. So I think we were more on the cautious end of things. Um, and it's now we're recording this sometime in June right now. And so it's been a few months since everything hit. And so we're starting to kind of look to what's in store for life after coronavirus, you know? Yeah. Currently, where are you guys? You're in Rochester, New York. So where are you guys in the reopening phase? We are pretty far along. I think today is the day. A lot of restaurants um, are open with outdoor seating. Um, Churches are somewhere in the middle of everything. I think that's where like, there's a lot of gray area in the church world with some of this stuff. Yeah. Um, Stores have always been open as usual. A lot of the tattoo shops, you know, I like to get my tattoos. They're yeah. starting to open up this week. Uh, I t- think I've lost count, dude. I don't know if I have eight, nine, or ten. It's somewhere in there. I've dude, lost count. Wait. Are you thinking about getting another one? Yeah, I just got one a couple months ago. I got one like literally right before uh, COVID nineteen happened. Really? What did yeah. you get? I got one. Uh, it just supports mental health. It's called a Tiny Terror. It's oh. a little like ghost monster guy. Oh, that's cool. Okay, that's and a good one my- that you do it for a reason. If you just get a tattoo just because yeah. of no reason, I, I don't understand. No, all my tattoos have a reason and a story behind them. You just don't care enough about it to ask me. 
I don't. That's true. That is true. So, yeah, that's great. Well, Corey, you are a student minister. Uh, one of your jobs, you are a student minister. Yeah. You, you have been in this world of online, and you have seen the ups, the really exciting ups, but then you're probably experiencing the downs of it right now, just like every other student minister who kids are yeah. getting a little bit tired. They're getting the, the quote-unquote zoomed out. Yeah. Zoomed yep. out uh, of things. So, so yeah. They're getting there. And so, but that doesn't mean just because things are getting tough now doesn't mean that we haven't learned things during this process and doesn't mean that we can't implement things into our ministries now, especially as we reopen and get into this, this combination digital and physical world. Yeah. I think during the season, man, you, you need to be learning some stuff. Yeah. Like a lot of, there was a lot of trauma. There's a lot of hurt happening. There's a lot of loss and grief as a society around even just our own personal freedom of like going outside. But if you weren't keeping some tabs on what's happening with your students and with your ministry and how to make things better, uh, it's time to start evaluating that now and be yeah. thinking, what can I take into this new and next season? Yeah, I, I would agree. And again, I know in my context, I've learned a few different things and we're going to start doing some things, but I'm kind of curious to see, what you've been learning and what, what you have said, okay, this is a good thing we've been learning or a bad thing and how we're going to implement it as we reopen. So what, what, what are some things going through your mind? I think like the number one thing that I've been telling people across my various roles in ministry and uh, children and working with kids and teenagers is the workers have what it takes to be creative and innovative, right? And so when COVID-19 happened, it changed everything. And within days, minutes, hours, uh, we had posts about Zoom games. We had posts about the best online format, the rules to do. Um, and so out of this, people were innovating. People started yeah. doing signs for graduation and whole new traditions happened. Yeah. Right. Um, people pivoted into the win. Right. And so, I want to take that with me into my next season of life and ministry is how can I pivot my current circumstance into a win, right? Um, and so be creative, be thinking through things. Um, I was listening to a podcast a few weeks ago, and one of the breeders of innovation is lack of resources. Hmm. Like you got to innovate when you don't have something. And for some of us, we feel like we have everything. COVID-19 really made people start thinking about and had an actual lack of resources. And so uh, I'd say definitely start pivoting and how can I be creative and innovative for each new thing that comes up and know that you are fully equipped to do that. Well, and what I like about what you said there too is I love that thing about lack of resources breeds innovation. I think that's great. But I liked how it says like a lot of these things that happen, you didn't have to say to your leaders, hey, or volunteers, hey, come up with something to do it. They were thinking like, I, I know one of my leaders um, came up to me and said, hey, I'm going to start sending cards to, to, um, to my students. And she had a bunch of girl middle school kids uh, that was in her small group. It's like, I'm going to send, I'm like, that's great. I didn't even think about that. I, I, that was one of the last few things I was thinking about. And that was such a big impact that she had on other people. Uh, I thought that was really, really effective. So the fact that, that, People were keep on thinking we got to keep fanning that fire of innovation and creativity amongst our leaders. And one of my leaders 
kept encouraging me. And I just, I shared this quote everywhere I could go. And she's just like, we just can't disappear on our kids. Yeah. And I was like 110%. That's exactly it. We can't just disappear and use this as an excuse not to show up for our kids. Right. No, I think that I think you're right on on that. So, I mean, I, I think the this has maybe helped with some leaders. Well, two things. I've seen two things happen. One is it helps our leaders be more creative and think outside the box and, and take more ownership. But it's also caused some people to kind of freak out too because they're like, I don't know what to do now. I can't hang out with these kids. I and so I think we have to also come alongside of them and make sure that they're encouraged and make sure that they're engaged as we're getting back into the game of, again, doing not just online now, but we're going back into doing physical ministry, in-person ministry in some way. We have to find a way to encourage our leaders to get back into the game. And I, and I think another one is like, we just said it, you said the word physical ministry, which triggered my thought process is another thing that I thought thinking about is you do not need a physical space to do ministry. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? You do not need a physical space to do ministry. And I'll say it again. You do not need a physical <laughs> space to do ministry. Yeah. Uh, and it's text messages, it's contact, it's getting on social media with kids. It's yeah. reaching out to them and being present in their world. Um, and, and that physical side of things comes alongside to strengthen it. And I don't, and I'd say you can't have a relationship without physical, you know, interaction at some point. What we've learned from the season is, is that that looks different in this generation. Yeah. This looks different for our kids and the teenagers within our student ministry is, is it looks different. Yeah, I agree. I, I think I've been more in touch with students throughout this time than I was even when we were meeting in person before, because I was, I'm constantly texting them. Not, I'm not over texting them, but I'm constantly texting them. I mean, we started utilizing our YouTube channel like crazy. And um, we even started a TikTok uh, channel and that's, that's and, fun. And now you have an excuse to play Nintendo switch with your kids. Yeah. And like, and like, it's perfect. It's perfect guys. I, on. Who, has, who says student ministry isn't the best job in the world? It is an amazing job. And so I, I agree with you. You don't have to have the physical place to, to do it. Now, again, it does help in a lot of different ways, whether it's a home or a church or, or whatnot, but you don't need it to do it. There's lots of other opportunities. I think people are feeling a little bit more comfortable now utilizing those tools than they ever have been before. So what else, what else have you figured out? I think another one that I'm thinking about it's just processing scenarios and situations because of a heightened need for safety in our group. It really makes me think through the programming and think through the structure a little bit more. Right. I think I've been in student ministry long enough that sometimes I'm like, all right, boom, 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 boom. I know what happens. I know the flow. I know what's coming next. And this extra kind of precautionary just mindset has made me rethink through some of the stuff and the intention behind it. Yeah. For instance, like the games we play, right? Like what is the purpose of our games that we play and the physical contact in some of the games? Um, and, and what do we do with that? And so that's just one area where it's like reevaluate is like, all right, how, what is the intention in the heart of games and how do we continue with that intention and heart and shift it in something? So, so I'd say like th rethinking uh, just student ministry as a whole and processing, you know, all the little avenues and, and um, details of it. 
Well, I, I think you're right on that because too, the, the health thing, it's something you really have to be careful of these days because again, at this recording, we don't have a vaccine for the coronavirus and we may not have a vaccine for a year or so or, or ever. I don't know what's going to happen. We don't even have an effective treatment for it yet that if someone gets it, they know that they're going to feel better like Theraflu or something like that. And so that, that the thing is, one of the things I would say is that is you, you cannot expect to go back. Like just because your doors have reopened in the church doesn't mean people are going to come back. Um, yeah. and, and so you can't abandon online ministry. You can't abandon this. It, it has to be a part of what you do from here on out. And hopefully we've kind of figured out ways that, that can do that effectively. And, and another thing, just like we can't abandon online that. I don't think we can either. I think, I think people who are going to, we're abandoning what happened here online are going to miss on a couple of opportunities to engage kids and families in, in a better way. Yeah. Um, I think you should still think about how can I do this? Even if it's small groups and like, Hey, Hey guys, we're going to meet big group. And then every week we're going to do small group calls or every week we're going to stay in touch with this. But I, I would also even, even say like zoom calls weren't for everybody, dude. Yeah. Like online was not for everyone. We saw some kids that did not engage in what we were offering at all, period. Yeah. And so it made us rethink how can we engage those kids, which helps us think how do we engage all kids? Because now we're thinking about everyone else too and not just like what we want them to do. And, and, and two, it made us think about just our ideas of, of attendance, right? Like ho hopefully many of our student pastors and, and people listening know that if a kid doesn't show up, if he only shows up twice a month, like that's a, that's a highly engaged student. Yeah. You know? Um, and so like, how do we share that information with our leaders and the people overseeing us to say like engagement with the, with the culture and this generation looks different than it has previously. Yeah. And, and that's the thing where it's like, sometimes when you, um, with technology now, you know, sometimes in the past when, when a kid wouldn't show up and they come every other week or something like that, or once every three weeks, it would be hard to kind of track them down. Now everyone's got a phone or an Instagram account or some sort of kind there's ways that we can follow up better, more effectively, but you're right. Online's not for everyone. I know this. I mean, I just sent an email out yesterday. I'm talking about um, some rising ninth graders coming into our program and we, um, and one of the ladies responded, the parents responded and said, listen, I'll try to get her on, but she is not into this Zoom stuff and she, she has a really hard time with it. I'm like, I understand that. It's not for everybody. So yeah. the good news is that now that we're going back into uh, the church and everything like that and doing in-person ministry again, we're going to get some people back engaged that were not engaged, but... In the same ways, too, there are people who really did love the online stuff that we can utilize that to continue doing it. Correct. And, and, and it's just you see you I think you're seeing the differences of our students and their attitudes and behaviors around just gathering in general, like not just gathering in the context of ministry, but gathering as a community, gathering as a generation that you're going to have some kids just as comfortable in the digital world that you are in, in physical, like face-to-face -face conversations with people. Yeah. Well, I definitely, I, I think what, what this time has shown me too, is that um, the fear of people thinking once you go online, no one's ever going to um, 
no one's going to ever come back in person or there are, you know, what the, the, the fear of that, that they'll never show up in person is just false because everyone gets zoom fatigue. Everyone gets YouTube. They need that personal interaction. Did you just yawn while I was talking? Is that what you just did? Yeah. For those of you who don't know on the podcast, we're doing a zoom call right now so we can see each other. And I did yawn pop pop. I, I thought I thought I could hear that audibly that you yawn, but anyway. So the the fear that once you go online, you're never going to go back in person. No, kids still crave that personal connection, and they still want that. And I think that transpires not just for student ministry, but for online ministry. So online pastors who are listening, online people who are listening, had like lead pastors, like having an online thing is that new foyer, like that we've talked about. It's that new first step into the church. And it has to be there for that next season. Like the online world, while it's so vital and important, there also has to be a connection to that physical space as well. And so it's a bridge. It's a stepping stone. How do we boost that up and make that just as important? Yeah, I agree. So I, I think there's, there's lots that you can learn from here. And if you haven't sat down and sort of processing through what, you're, what you learned and what you can start implementing, I think you need to do that. Yeah. And if you're sitting here, like, how do I process that? What should I be doing? man, pick up a phone, talk to another leader, uh, talk to, you know, another youth pastor they might be connected with and ask a couple questions. Ask them like, Hey, what really worked in this? What did not work? You know, if I had to do this all over again, what would I have done differently? Um, and those are some good questions to just lead into the conversation to process that. And if you don't have any of those people to process it with, you know what? You can always pick up the phone and text Corey or I, should I just send out your, I'm going to send out your text. Uh, your phone. Dude, just send send out my phone number. I'll totally Bob Goff this right now. My phone number is five eight five because I live in Rochester, New York. Wait, Your you're really five eight five four four one four six one zero. Wow, that's impressive. Call Corey. He may not pick up the phone immediately, but leave him a message and he'll call you back. I will call you back. Corey loves to have conversations, so I, you know, I th- I would do. It. But all, all seriousness, I mean, Corey, myself, we we would love to talk to you about this. If you're processing, you don't know what to do and what next steps you need to take, we'd lo- of course love to process with you. And do that. Yeah, I'd love to. Like, hop, find me on Instagram. It's big underscore sully five five, or also where I'm doing a lot of ministry and just youth engagement is uh, rally underscore youth. Um, and love to kind of see you guys and have a conversation there. Great. So th- you already kind of took off my thing of where you can find you. Yeah. So that's okay. I figured I'd just do it. I know where we go with this. Yeah. Yeah. So. Okay. Well, Corey, as always, it's great having you on the podcast. So thanks so much for uh, joining me today and welcome back to season two. Season two, season two. We got this. All right. So there he is the one and only Corey Sullivan who gives out his phone number just because he wants to give out his phone number. I, I wonder what he was really thinking on giving out his phone number. But it would be funny if some of you guys texted him uh, and asked him questions, just random questions. I would love it, actually, if you guys would just text him random questions and ask it, ask him to see what he's doing. Because this would be great. In fact, that's the challenge, okay? The challenge is text Corey something random and see if he actually responds to you. Or see if he... Uh, 
calls me and texts me and says, what the heck is going on here? Because I bet you he forgot, since this was recorded a while ago, I bet you he forgot that he gave out his phone number to everybody. So that would be great. So heroes, that is your challenge. Respond to this and saying, what have you learned on during the pandemic ministry? But also text Corey something random and see if he responds to it. That is your challenge uh, today. All right, heroes. Well, thanks so much for joining me. Again, as always, if you enjoyed the podcast, subscribe to it. Uh, go on iTunes, Spotify, or go to ymsidekick.com where I've got all my content there. You can subscribe to it. Learn more about the um, Digital Bootcamp Facebook group. I would love for you to be a part of that. We've had a lot of people join during this pandemic, and uh, a lot of people are benefiting and growing and learning digital tools uh, to help them expand their reach and reach more people for Jesus. Um, And you can do all that um, at the Digital Bootcamp, or you can check out, again, ymsidekick.com. All right, here's why I hope you have a great rest of your day, a great rest of your week, and I'll talk to you really soon. Have a great one.